Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Life-changing places. Brought to you by Lufthansa. Discover amazing stories and find your life-changing destination at lifechangingplaces.com. Can fake horns save the rhino? That's extremely thorny. Scientists can now flood the black market for rhino horns with horsehair fakes. Conservationists, however, have serious concerns. By Matt Simon. The economics of knockoffs is simple. The rich buy Prada bags, while the not-so-rich opt for fakes, which telegraph to the world they're just as shallow as the rich, but on a budget. Prada doesn't like knockoffs because they undercut both the bottom line as well as the purity of its brand. Some scientists have been trying to put this principle to work in the rhino horn trade by producing a convincing synthetic alternative and one day unleashing it on the market. A recent paper in Scientific Reports describes the manufacture of imitation rhino horn from, of all things, horsehair, using a process that is both simpler and produces a more convincing knockoff than earlier attempts, according to the researchers involved. Economists would argue if there is a commodity that's very expensive, and if you can flood that market, you should bring the price down if the copies are good, says University of Oxford biologist Fritz Volrath, co-author on the study. That would make poaching less lucrative, potentially helping to save the endangered species. Hopefully, it will rattle the market. There's just one thing. Conservation groups and others who study the rhino horn trade argue that fake alternatives are unlikely to end up preserving the endangered species and could even make the problem worse. The Oxford team focused on verisimilitude, with the idea that if you can confuse buyers, the price of horn will eventually crater as potential acquirers either sate their desires with cheaper wares or grow skittish of buying the wrong thing. Rhino horns don't grow like the antlers of a deer, made of bone, or the tusks of an elephant, giant teeth. They're made of hairs growing out of the nose, stuck tightly together with excretions from glands. With this new technique, the researchers used hairs from horses, the rhino's closest relative. Like our own hair, these strands are scaly, while the rhinos are smooth, so they used lithium bromide to chemically etch away horsehair's rough outer layer. The researchers then bundled the horsehairs together in a tube and glued them together using a substance made of silk and cellulose. If you then polish it, it looks very, very similar to rhino horn, says Volrath. If you cross-section it, it looks similar as well. Same with chemical and mechanical analyses. 
So we have now a material that resembles rhino horn in many ways. Given a virtually indistinguishable knockoff, could conservationists create a new market and lower the demand for real rhino horns? That's where the economics get tricky. Some conservationists worry the fake horn will end up functioning like an ad for genuine snout protrusions. It could grow a greater market demand and mainstream the trade to a whole new generation and niche of consumers, says the World Wildlife Fund's Crawford Allen, senior director for Traffic, its trade monitoring network. Rhino horn is sought after for one of two things. In Chinese traditional medicine, it's used as a fever remedy, not, as you may have heard, as an aphrodisiac. It is also popular in Vietnam, where people pursue it more as a status piece. There is no place in either of those markets for some kind of artificial rhino horn, says John Taylor, deputy director of Save the Rhino International. Every conservation organization working in Asia, both the international ones and the Asian organizations, are working on demand reduction, trying to educate people not to use rhino horn. If it's medicinal, you can use something else. And if it's a status symbol, just don't. The core of the problem is there's no precedent. No one has made perfect replicas of rhino horns, flooded the market, and watched what happened. We are not yet at a stage where we fully understand how synthetic horns might be perceived by consumers, i.e. whether they would be associated with being luxury goods in the same manner as real horns, writes American University of Sharjah economist Adrian Lopez, who studies the rhino horn trade, in an email. If the replications are perfect, maybe they could replace real rhino horns in the market entirely. But if they're distinguishable, the ultra-rich will still pay a premium for the real thing. Returning to the analog of fake designer bags, people buy the knockoffs as status symbols, knowing full well they're getting a fake, whereas the rich continue to buy the genuine product. So fake rhino horns might attract buyers who just want to fool their friends into thinking they've acquired an ultra-expensive product, while the rich continue to drive demand for the real thing. Although the availability of faux bags may reduce the demand for genuine bags in some segment of the market, says Lopez, there will always be other consumers who are willing to pay the price for the real stuff. An additional problem? Distributing something branded as rhino horn, even if it's not real, is illegal under international law. If the fake is really, really good, you're going to make life incredibly difficult for the law enforcement guys who are trying to pick up the genuinely poached, smuggled rhino horn, adds Taylor. Fullrath, though, notes a number of economists were consulted as the scientists developed their fake rhino horn. Conservationists say, oh no, this will just make it harder on the rhinos, says Volrath. The economists say, if you flood the market with something, it will have an effect on the price. It will go down. Maybe it makes the real ones more valuable, but I don't see how it could make them even more valuable than they already are. If you really want to attack the market, according to Taylor, you have to do work on the ground. That means leveraging social media to educate, getting practitioners of traditional medicine to hawk sustainable alternatives to rhino horn, and disrupting trade routes, for instance, by engaging with security on both sides of the China-Vietnam border. Change won't come from the lab, Taylor says. Honestly, I think it's one of those things where they've been thinking very hard about whether they can, and probably not quite that hard, about whether they should. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.